today on Ready to Lead. So I'll tell you, there are two types of people. There are people that will receive an alignment plan like this and will look you square in the eyes and say, screw that, that is not who I am, and I'll show you. I, I Now that it's this clear, I didn't realize it was as clear as what, I, I've got this. Screw that meaning I'm going to rise it. to that challenge, not screw that Correct. meaning screw Correct. you. That's why I was okay. going to say the other one. Then the other <laughs> side is screw that, I'm out, yeah. because you clearly don't believe in me. Otherwise, you wouldn't go through this whole dog and pony show mm-hmm. to go through it. And they see it as a thing of, oh, you're just, you're just you don't believe in me. And you already want me fired, and you're just doing this legal legal charade so that you won't get fired, you won't get sued, and blah 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 blah. But it's very interesting to see the different personalities and how they receive it. It's also incumbent upon us as leaders to present it in That's, such a way to where people do feel was, the I'm belief. I'm glad you in said them, that. Right? They've got to feel our total belief and the clarity and our ownership in this versus just leaving people high and dry. Welcome to Ready to Lead. A show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Lead. We're so excited to be with you. I'm your host, Jeff Mask, and I'm here with the powerful. Oh, it's my turn now, Richard. Uh-oh. It, the powerful, the amazing, the black hat wearer, the black t-shirt wearer, the stud, the great actually let's just pause that was super that got a little weird yeah that got a little weird stud like went only level okay also you just describing what i'm looking like (laughs) no no no, we're not stopping this thing's going through you started this this is airing you're gonna you're gonna live in what you did oh dude i've never done it like you've done and now i realize that's not easy to do okay back at back to the episode this one is actually going to be hot (laughs) spicy almost Yes, very much so. But before we really jump in, I have a couple words to share with you. You're fired. How does that sit? Mm. When you hear those words, what emotions did that evoke? I'm guessing probably not the greatest emotions. But think about that. Why is that hard to hear? Why is that hard to say? If you've ever led people and been been faced with that moment of truth where you have to let someone go, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you have been let go, you know what I'm talking about. There's just something around being let go, being fired, that just sparks a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts. And, and it, our blood gets pumping, our heart gets racing. And wh- wh- why is that? Well, that's what we're going to dive into today. Yeah, I thought, first of all, I thought this was the ultimate ruse. Like, (laughs) I'm fired. I thought I was here to record a podcast episode. Then, wait, I don't even work for you. (laughs) Yeah, see, it it might be easy for me to say that right now. I don't have any employees anymore, and I I don't have anyone working with or for me. So, no big deal for me to say that. However, Richard, you're working with many people, Mm -hmm. and, and those words, they definitely can evoke quite a bit. Yeah, definitely I'm not firing you is the co-host here with me uh, at Ready to Lead. Definitely not, nor am I firing anyone listening, but just kind of getting a little bit of the blood flowing to help us go, ooh, why is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you parked several ears. You gained um, a lot of attention and the awkward pause afterwards was, you know, it was a nice touch. It was it was a <laughs> psychological warfare, but, but you're right. Those are emotionally charged words. It, they're tough to say, they're tough to hear, but, but they're necessary. 
They're both necessary to say, and, and in some unfortunate circumstances, they're necessary to hear. And, and I love that we're going to break this down. No matter if you're a, a new leader, a seasoned leader, there is a right and a wrong way to fire people. And I think what we want to do in this particular episode is first give you the script, like the thing to say, like, this is how you fire someone. And I'll tell you, I have delivered termination news and had people that I was fairly certain were coming over the desk after me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've delivered it and had people just with massive breakdowns and I've delivered it and, and seen people understand. And I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. eventually I've gotten to a point where following a process where no one's actually surprised I've delivered it and had the person receiving the news actually feel bad for me that I had to do it. And that's where I think we get to by the end of the episode. But if if Jeff's words stirred emotion, I think we should start by like giving you, you know, the proper way to just come out and terminate someone and then work backwards from that. Like, yeah. how is it not a surprise? Definitely. How do we get there? How do we know when it's time, you know, and how do we set it up? So what do you think about that, Definitely. Jeff? You, you said, I love it. You said a few things. You said a process, mm-hmm. how to do it, how not to do it. You also said a really key phrase, and that is no surprises. The, the point of if, if you have to let someone go, nobody should be surprised. And if you followed a particular process, you've created clarity, you've led them powerfully in the four zones of leadership, then when all that infrastructure and foundation is in place, then when you have to have that conversation to part ways, there shouldn't be any surprises. But too many too many conversations occur with leaders and the people that report to them that the people are shocked, they're surprised, myself included. I've done it poorly multiple times where I didn't have the proper conversations leading up to it. I hadn't created yet the three keys to winning of clarity of role, clarity of whole, clarity as a goal, if you remember that. When those are all set and in place and you know exactly what's required and what's expected, then conversations about time to let someone go are very different. Very, very different. Yeah. So I love that. Love it. Process. Love no surprise. And now we, we can dig into process. And why don't we tell the story of years ago when you and I were talking of, man, what is the quote unquote best way to let someone go? And man, how many years ago was that? I don't know. That? It's been a while. I want to say like four or five years, maybe. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Do you want to walk us through what you were feeling and what was going on in that moment in the business? I'll tell you first, um, before we get into that, why don't you just, I'm going to give you a script. Let me just, let me lead with ease your mind. Cause here's when, nice. when it is time to, to actually terminate someone. Here's, um, here, here's the process or not the process, but here's what you say, right? Cause that's, that's the biggest deal. If you're, there's a couple of things, like if you're ever going to, uh, a couple of things that you need to remember, if, if you're ever going to do, you need to, you need to know the first thing you're going to say. And that's about it. One of them is termination. Like you have to know, you have to rehearse it. Um, the other is if you're going to give a presentation or, or definitely if you're going to go out and, and, and do any kind of open mic night or comedy, like you gotta know the first <laughs> thing you're going to say. Cause if you freeze up there, everything's done. Termination is sure. no, is no different. I don't mean to liken it to like open mic night comedy. It's, it is very different, but the pressure that you feel as someone who is there in the moment is similar. If you freeze up, if you don't know exactly what you're going to say, and definitely if you waffle at all and start over explaining. Mm. So here's here, here it is. When you're going to terminate someone, 
having someone there with you or not, whether you're recording it or Zoom, whatever compliance looks like for your state, your your country, whatever that is, right? Like figuring that out. But but here are the words. So if I were terminating Jeff today, which I would never do because he's amazing, but if I were, here's what it would go like. It would go something like this. Hey, Jeff, thanks for joining me. Listen, the decision has been made that today will be your last day with the company. Now, I'm sure that this uh, is not what you wanted to hear, but I'm also sure that it, it's not a total surprise. So while this is not the way that either of us wanted this to end, I'm sure that there is a bit of relief on your side as well. So I have this person with me. They're going to walk you through what's going to happen next with you know, benefits, with any remaining pay, and, and with the process as a whole, how to turn back in any equipment and, and kind of you know, the next steps. So again, I'm sorry that it turned out this way. It's not what any of us hoped for. She good luck and, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. So that was less than 30. Jeff days. has just been terminated. Yeah. And it may seem cold, but I'll break that down a little bit. One, the decision has been made. That's the first. Not, not up for negotiation, not up for debate. It's, it's done. Yeah. Right. It is done. You are finding out about it not last, but you're not the first to hear. I'm not thinking about it. It's done. So the decision has been made. Today will be your last day with this company. I'm sure that while this is a bit of a shock, it's not a surprise anchoring back to previous conversations or poor performance or whatever. It's not the way either of us wanted this to end. Someone's here to answer your questions and your details. We're moving past the why and on to the what's next. That's it. Right. That's it. And, and when you hear the process that leads up to this, when done correctly, you'll understand why that's all that's needed. But before we got into that, mm -hmm. I, want, I want not to desensitize yeah. you because you should never become desensitized to terminating an employee. In fact, quite the opposite. You need to feel it every time because guess what? May have been a little bit of their fault, but it was also a little bit of yours. If you're the one firing, you're, you hold some of the blame, right? It could it have been avoided, maybe not, but everything from hiring to training and onboarding to setting goals, holding accountable, clearly uh, communicating the role and the performance towards those expectations, that's on you, that's on me, that's on Jeff, not Jeff, because he doesn't have any uh, team members, but when we're leading someone, that's on us. So when someone fails yeah. to live up to it, and we have to terminate them, we need to feel it because part of the failure is our failure. A lot of the failures are failure. So if you ever desensitize to it, you should be very, very scared. Scared for your humanity. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that you have a bit of narcissism that needs to be addressed. But I don't believe that's, that's most of our audience. I believe that, right. that right. more than, than that, what we feel is the angst of, of trying to not make that decision because we don't want the pain that goes along with it for ourselves. If we think about it, selfishness comes into play a little bit. Like, I don't want to have that awkward conversation. Well, maybe if you'd had the awkward mm -hmm. conversation before, you wouldn't be having this awkward conversation. Um, but totally. if, if you want to figure out how termination can be as simple as the 19 to 22 second spiel I just gave verbatim, then we need to break into the process that, that leads up to that. So, Jeff... Let's break into that process. How does that termination that I just gave become a reality and become not only enough, but appreciated and respected? Like what are the series of events that leads up to termination that goes like that? Well, I still... Oh, you want story. Selfishly. I want to hear the story, man, because it's a great story. I, I like... Well, 
You may not like the story. I, I think it's I a great story because it's real. Story. And it's like, uh, yeah. What do you like about <laughs> Do you want me story? to share my, yeah, my you give recollection me your side of the story? And, and let me, <laughs> right. I think there's a mental block okay, here. Yes, here's the story. Quick text. Hey, dude, you got a second? I think I'm going to have to let someone go. I want to make sure I'm doing this the best way. Ring, ring, ring. Okay, hey, what's up, man? We talk. Gives, Richard gives me the scenario, what's occurred, what, what happened. And he said, you know, I've let people go in the past. And I want to do this better. I, I've done it the wrong way, the hard way. And I, people were shocked. People were surprised. I was villainized. They were, they were dehumanized in many ways. They felt it was just not, not good. So I don't want that to happen again. And I have an employee that I'm working with that I could see that potentially happening. And I don't want it to happen. But instead of me calling you right now saying, hey, I have to fire someone. What do I do? I'm calling you hopefully weeks and months in advance, mm. but I would rather avoid that outcome. It was awesome. Okay. Because you, you had already gone through the pain. Yeah. You had already gone through what happened before. And then you said, what I realized is that I didn't have a process that I needed to follow so that if someone was starting to get off track, what did I do proactively with them so that we didn't have this awkward, surprising conversation of giving them high fives yesterday and now I'm walking them out the door today. Like, dude, that is not what I want to do what have you learned and what have you had to do to create that? And I said, oh, I still feel your pain and you're nailing it. The key to all of this is avoiding surprises, create crystal, crystal clarity from the get-go so people know where they stand at any given moment, at any given time, with any given goal, in any given role. Wow, that kind of mm. rhymed. But that's the key, right? And that's what we talked about. That's what we co-created together. And well, I shared kind of what I have done in the past and you tweaked it on your own, which I think was great, that really fit your business needs. But the point was, you had a little bit of a spidey sense. Mm -hmm. You felt like mm, there may be something that's not going quite right here. And I want to discuss it and address it now versus delaying and waiting like I have in the past. Yeah. That was, to me, huge, huge learning. And those are, that's why I, I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't connecting. Those few times in, <laughs> in life where you have the intuition, you have the instinct, you have the spidey sense that's like, I've been here before and I think I've previously made a wrong turn. I think that mm -hmm. my actions right now have led to more pain in the future and I'm just getting deja vu or whatever you want to call it. I had one of those moments and those are rare, right? Most of us are just <laughs> reacting out of instinct and, and, and reacting. I think that's the key. This was one of those times of realization before reaction that I was like, wait a second, I've been here and I've made some logical decisions that have turned into a logical pain haven't worked out and and yeah i mean we had that call and 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 it was great for jeff to 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 go yep totally feel you and and you probably could just go and fire this person right now and and it would almost be better because if you do nothing or do what you did in the past you're gonna their termination is inevitable you could put a pin in today and say today is the day when this person started their descent out the door I remember that mm -hmm. and said like, but you can also put a pin in there and say today's the day where you choose to lead them differently, to have the hard conversations that don't necessarily have to end in termination. And if they do, they would end in mutual termination, right? They would end in, and, and maybe it ends in someone resigning, but you will be beyond reproach. 
you will lead in a way that is powerful and that you'll be able to sleep at night. Now, if you decide you have to do it, it may not mean you're going to sleep the night before, but you'll definitely sleep okay the night of because you'll know that you've done it with dignity and respect and no surprises. And that was when we started kind of creating what I believe has become kind of a collaborative version of, of how to walk someone through a a performance improvement plan or, or a, we call it a PAG, a plan for alignment and growth, and then how to give them those, you know, what's not working, why, um, what does success look like, by when, how are we going to check in on that, how are we going to co-create, and then if it doesn't work, what's going to happen? Love it. So. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I had forgotten be about helpful. that because I was sitting yeah. here thinking like, when did I call you and then fire someone immediately thereafter? <laughs> and I think the, the the best answer is never, dummy. Right. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. I saw, sorry, I wasn't clear. You know, it's funny. The story was clear in my mind. So naturally it would be clear in your mind. Isn't that what we do as leaders all the time? Because it's clear to me, it should be clear to you Obviously. about that. Yeah. Just pull the classic blunder. But yeah. what And, and you created something didn't have to create from scratch, which was helpful, but we walked through do's and don'ts. We walked through steps to take. We walked through things to say, how to say it. There, there are nuances in our language when it comes to sensitive conversations like this that really make a big difference. And out poured your, your own process that you have that I believe, I think you're willing to share with everyone. The, the flowchart that you've created, I think is fabulous. You've labeled it the performance improvement flowchart. And that is what it is. But why don't we why don't we kind of step people through that process and help them the the key takeaways from that? I think would be really helpful. Um, assuming people can download this and have it as they're as they're listening, and if they can't download it, we can still at least explain it and help people kind of walk sure. people down the step in the process to to avoid the surprises, to avoid the awkwardness, and really just tech tackle it head on. Because we care about people. Yeah, there'll be a link a link to this in the show notes. But I mean, it's it's fairly easy uh, to walk through. So I think we can walk through it conversationally as well. And and you know, when you download it, when you access it, see a visual representation of a process that makes a lot of sense and that, yeah. that is easy to understand without the even without the visual. So right. You know, the, so here we are. You've hired someone. Mm -hmm. They're they're cranking along. Things are going well until they're not. And the moment of truth is something went wrong. Yeah, that's the the trigger. Like, what's the triggering event? Something went wrong. Right? Let's, mm -hmm. you know, we're not having this this like when you fire someone, when you make that decision to fire someone, it has been a series of something went wrongs. Now the right. question is, did something go wrong that you brushed under the the rug? And if so, why? And and if you're mm -hmm. being honest right now, it was more about you than them. When we brush stuff under the rug instead of address it head on, it's not really about the person. It's about us. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. And we mask right. it by saying like, ah, I don't think it was malicious. I know they're a good person. Like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, get over that. Mm -hmm. right? right. By not having difficult conversations today, you may totally change the trajectory of someone's professional life or career tomorrow because you just didn't do it. So if we think of something goes wrong as an opportunity to have an alignment conversation versus some sort of conversation that has to happen or like a, Oh, this is an awkward conversation opportunity versus awkward, right? That's the first mindset shift to happen, but something happens, you know, the, the, the first, like something went wrong. Either someone did or did not do something, right? If we're talking about performance and look, this isn't like 
physical assault use. Right. I was just going to say caveat. Like, let's, this isn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if someone is harassing or there's any of that going, like there are, you don't need a flow chart for immediate termination type right. offenses. Right. So we're talking past right. that. This is, this is performance kind of stuff. Like something went wrong. The first like question you have to answer is someone directly responsible. Like something did, something happened that shouldn't have, something didn't happen that should have, or that didn't go the way it is. Who's responsible for that? Right. If the, like, if the answer is no one knows, then the opportunity here is to figure out who should be responsible and clarify their role. But more than likely, if we're talking about, you know, something that would lead to termination, someone's responsible. So something happened. Who's responsible? Jeff's responsible. My lead Jeff in this scenario. My first role is to have a conversation with Jeff and to have a conversation not as like, what the hell did you do? Or why didn't you right. do this? Like, that's not the conversation we're talking about. We're leading with curiosity. It's a conversation that goes, hey, Jeff, let's grab some time and chat. I want to talk about this thing that, that either happened or didn't happen. Like, the first thing I want to ask is like, is that something you believe that you're responsible for? I'm under the impression that you're responsible for it. I want to make sure that I'm first seeking to understand if you also believe that. Yep. Clarity of role. Love that. Yep. Clarity of role. Uh, you're, do you know that you're responsible for this? Because Jeff may say something crazy like, no, man, I didn't know. And if you think about that alone, that's not an awkward conversation if Jeff says no. If I get all worked up like this dude knew he was responsible. He, the stories we tell he ourselves yeah. on totally. malicious intent and the worst possible scenario that could have happened. And I'm sure he's just screwing off on the Facebook like the kids do or whatever we say. That was my old, like older person impression. Quite old. <laughs> well done. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Facebook, the kids. Anyway, you put the in front of it. seems like. The TikToks. Yeah, the TikToks. Favorite. The Walmarts. Anyway. I'm going to, if I ascribe intent there and I never seek to understand, then I failed and I'm going to start to build yeah. up resentment. And eventually I'm going to fire Jeff over a series of something happened that maybe Jeff's over here thinking he's crushing it because we never clarified the role. So when something right. happens, right, when someone does something that they're not supposed to do or, or doesn't do something that they're supposed to do, or there's a, a project that misses or a number that misses, whatever it is. That is the time where you have a clarifying conversation. Hey, I believe that this is your responsibility. Do you believe that? I don't. Okay, it's time to have a reset. This is the time where we're looking at job role, job description. We're getting alignment here. And that's about it. So at the end of a something happened, it was bad. I believe Jeff is the person who's responsible. We have a conversation. If Jeff believes he's not responsible, what's my goal? Well, it's not to fire him. It's to leave with clarity of role and responsibility. Jeff, this is your role. I'm looking at your job description and you're right. It doesn't say that. I'm just looking at your job title and your job responsibilities and, and this isn't listed. I believe that someone in, in the past clarified that to you, but obviously it's not here. So we're going to update this. I'm going to sign it. You're going to sign it. Okay, cool. You have you 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 now realize you're responsible for this. Yes. Do you have any questions? Do you have everything you think you will need to do this? Yes. Okay, great. Moving forward, if we have this conversation again, we're going to talk about, you know, we'll we'll remember this one. In fact, I'm going to send you an email after this just to make sure that we have it documented. 
So that's one way that goes. And I would send an email, like, you know, follow up from our conversation today. And it would say, Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for meeting today. Love that we had a chance to unpack this. Totally understand why we were misaligned. I thought you were responsible for it. You didn't because it wasn't listed in your job responsibility. I've attached your updated job responsibility, including this item and both of our signatures. So if you have any questions or you need any additional resources to be able to do this, let me know. That's the follow-up email that goes out. That's best case scenario. Right now, let's talk about worst case scenario. And usually, before oh, before you oh, do, oh, hold on. Okay. There may be people listening, going, "Dude, I'm not going to send an email. That's so bureaucratic. That's so that's just protecting yourself for legal issues." That's not the it. motive of that email. The, the motive of that email is not protect mm-hmm. against lawsuits. It's not bureaucracy. It's clarity. Yeah. Because when you have conversations like this, that can have a little bit of energy that people might feel a little bit fearful. They don't hear it. They forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't hear it. We forget. Yeah. So it's just literally getting us on the same page. That's the power of that email. It doesn't have to be long. Super simple. Here's what we address. Here's what we talked about. So glad we're on the same page. Totally got your back. Let's get this going. Good to go. Done. That's it. But you need that to refer back to so that if you have another conversation, you can pull that back again and say, remember, we talked about this. Otherwise, it's a she said, he said, she said, he said, or whatever, right? Whatever, whoever, whoever's involved in, instead of us staying on the same page. Okay, so I broke in. So no, that's great. You said, all right. So is there something, someone directly responsible? If not, clarify roles. If someone is directly responsible, the accountability conversation. Yes. Now we're going to have that. Where do we leave So that? I'm not going to have the, the, you know, so I go in, is someone directly responsible? Yes. Okay, Jeff, hey, this happened. I believe you're directly responsible for it you know looking at your job description you're like yeah me too okay um i'm a big fan of the book extreme ownership and this is where kind of extreme ownership comes into play i'm going to assume if this is the first time it happened that i'm going to take more ownership of this i'm going to assume at least in my initial my initial conversation still leading with 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 curiosity like the the goal right. of this initial conversation is still like seeking clarity so to say Jeff, this thing happened. Like, man, I, I know that that's your thing. And, and I, I wanted to make sure. So I pulled, you know, your job description. I pulled this and, and it says it's your thing. Like this third party inanimate object that we both signed here says like, this is your thing. You're, you're the person. Like you're responsible for this. It didn't happen. I'm going to assume it didn't happen because you either didn't have the resources or like you, you didn't have what you needed to make it happen. So let's unpack that. So if I'm if I'm starting there, I can always go with I can always get to like not a what the hell moment, but like I can always go to man that's unacceptable, but I can never go back from that. So if I lead with curiosity right. and saying like why? Man, why were you unclear? Mm-hmm. Like no, I wasn't unclear. Right. Okay, well, if you if you were clear that this was your deal, why didn't it happen? Did you not have like did you not have the 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 resources you needed like were you were you reprioritized by someone else like is your bandwidth not there do, like do right. you not have the tools that you used to do we not have a system or a documented process to do this what is the culprit assuming and this is the big one the only fault you assume is the fault of the organization at this point i believe that i know who you are i know your intent i know that you wouldn't just intentionally or maliciously do this or not do this. So what can I do? What can I, what support or tools can I provide you to make sure that we get this done? Awesome. That's critical, right? And it may come back where it's like, man, I'll be honest. I didn't do it. 
And I've been having a tough time personally because we don't ever tell ourselves mm -hmm. these stories. We say like, I don't want to have this conversation because I don't want to hurt their feelings, but we never actually really think about their feelings. That's total BS. We're thinking about our feelings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel mm -hmm. awkward. I don't want to feel mean. Well, it's not. If I build up resentment to Jeff and I'm keeping score, which we all do, whether we say we do or we don't, if I'm keeping score mm -hmm. and I never seek clarity, what I may find is like, yeah, Jeff dropped the ball. He knowingly dropped the ball, but Jeff's dealing with some heavy stuff at home. And yeah. boy, if you look back over the last year, there's a lot of that to go around. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. that Jeff's allowed to not do his job on a consistent basis. It means I have an opportunity to extend, extend grace. I have an opportunity to lead right. differently. I have an opportunity to say, not only how can I help you here, maybe it's how can I help take some workload off of you here during this season? Yeah. Maybe it's how can I help provide additional resources for whatever you're dealing with personally, but it gives me a chance to not just tell myself the worst story I could come up with and believe it to be right. true. So totally. It's the it's the accountability conversation. Like, you know, this is here. I'm going to assume you didn't have it. Do you have it? He may come back like, yeah, dude, I was having a really bad week. Here's what was going on. Right. I'm fine. I don't need anything. I screwed up. I'm human. And you'd be like, you know you screwed up. You've got things in place to, to not make the same mistake again. Great. Or maybe it's you've been asked to do something else by another leader. Someone right. else has reprioritized right. you unknowing uh, unbeknownst to me you've been given a ton of other tasks that maybe are more important than this i just didn't know you were doing them right. so when we're talking right. about resources benefit of the doubt comes into play be curious seek to understand not to assign blame but yeah. the goal here is 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 clarity like what happened not only clarity of role but but clarity of like how what happens how do you communicate if you're in, cause it's, it's Jeff's fault. If Jeff was <laughs> supposed to do this and he didn't because he was reprioritized or asked to do too much and he didn't proactively communicate that to me and I'm the one expecting him to do this, that's his fault. I have fault too, but I can help Jeff at this point in leading like, man, if, if someone else is prioritizing you here is the, cause maybe my boss went to Jeff and prioritized him and Jeff's like, my right. boss's boss just told me to do something. Obviously it's more important. Right. So what I can do That's to help lead Jeff spot. with additional resources is give him a respectful reply to that request. That isn't, well, I'll have to check with Richard because that don't always sit well with your boss's right. boss, right? So maybe the, the, the deal here is definitely, I'm excited to do that. Hey, listen, I've committed to do this thing by this time to Richard. So I just wanted to make sure, um, is this a higher priority than that? Or are you saying like, once that's done, do this, or where does this fall in my, in my task? I just don't want to, I don't want this opportunity to be a reason I let someone else down. I don't want to let you down. Don't want to let him down. Right. And that's coaching clear communications for our, for our teams and our leaders to know what we can and can't say. Cause some of those people aren't sure. Right. right? So I, I love that. And if you don't have this great. conversation, so, you don't have the opportunity to coach on how to have a conversation up. hundred percent. So here's what I hear you saying on the accountability conversations. One, lead with curiosity. Yep. Two, lead with the place of saying, I'm assuming this is, this is likely my fault instead of assuming it's their fault. Then asking the questions, do you know what success looks like? And do you have everything you need to succeed? So, so are they set up for success? Right. Do they know what it looks like? Do they have the resources they need? 
again, all this is based off of totally owning it from extreme ownership, as you said, I love that, and curiosity. The other element that you shared that you didn't quite say it like this, but I'll pull it out, is humanity. Just understand the human connection and what else is going on. Because, man, the more human we can be, the better, especially right now when people are just, man, we're struggling. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that are that's tough. Yep. So when all that's combined, we're great. And then that we go back, provide resources, good to go, boom, reset. Another email. Moving on. Yep. Hey, another recap. Recap from our conversation, Jeff. Thanks so much, man. I'm really, really sorry that you're going through this. I want to make sure that I, if you need additional resources and support, I'm here. I still need you to make sure this is taken care of. So in the future, if if you're not able to do that, whether it is a personal thing or a, a workload bandwidth thing, I need you to proactively come with me. Remember, yeah. it's in here. I attached it again. Like so, it's it's yeah. there to. To make sure that Jeff, like the live meetings, Zoom conversations, phone calls aren't searchable. They're not indexable. I can't go back and and review what that person said to me as my manager. That's the point of this this email. So it's it it some states require you to have the you know have this if you do move to termination and you should have it because we all have shortened memories, especially when anxiety is high. So having it's beneficial. It's not the primary, but it is a secondary like a uh, benefit of having it. You have documentation yeah. now. Yeah. It's a benefit. It's not the motive. It's not the motive, the right. right? Not the motive, right. but it, but it is like, look, leadership is about, you know, making sure that, that you're thinking through all, all of these things and you're planning mm -hmm. for all future scenarios. One of them is you have to, you have to exit this person. Okay. So I'll fast forward a little bit. So let's now assume we've had a few of these conversations mm -hmm. and we've had correction over correction. And, you know, this was about the stage, yeah, probably beforehand when you called me and said, hey, I, I want to make sure I have a process in place. And so we kind of worked through and talked through some things. Now let's go to the place of, Ugh, this is a pattern. I'm seeing this and now I need to have a little kind of a, a next level conversation of accountability. And let, let's go into that path now. So they do have the resources they need. They, they do have the clarity they need. Or it's a repeat offense over and over and over. Now what? Now, now what? What path do we have? And this is where radical candor comes in. That we've talked about before. Let's let's go down this next step, Richard. Yeah. So if we're into like again, it, we've either done this once before. We've had a couple of, of conversations, and and it is like yes, they know they're responsible. Yes, we've double checked and and not only issued clarity, but we've made sure that they have all the resources and support they need. Now we're into man this. This this is becoming a problem. Like, yeah, we have to fix this. We've tried a couple other times. So, here's what we need to do. We're going to initiate. Some people call it a performance improvement plan. Some people we call it a, a plan for alignment and growth. Because what is the what is the goal of this plan? We need individual and company alignment. We need growth in the area that is lacking. That is the goal of the plan. The goal of the plan is not to fire someone at the end of 30 days. So right. we need to put someone and we need to initiate either a, a, a performance improvement plan or a plan for alignment and growth, right? And where we enter into that conversation is, hey, this happened. We've had this conversation before. It's 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 your job. Like, I need you to understand this is critically important to the success of not only you, but the company. This is why it's important. We've got to fix this. Right, we have to correct this. I if if we're going to continue this relationship, like these are the things that have to change, and and we have to go through a process of documenting it. 
right? We, we've got to decide right. like, where's this person at? What is an appropriate term for this performance improvement plan or, or plan for alignment and growth? Are we talking to like an executive where we're going to, we're going to look at like, 30, 60, maybe even 90 days, like a leadership person, are we talking to an individual contributor where it, that would be far too long. And, and we need to, we may be talking like 30 days. Heck, we may be talking about a couple of weeks, but what are we talking about on a plan? Right. Um, and, and kind of the way that, way that we, we introduce this is the same kind of way. And, and, and speaking of books, when we were talking about in radical, or we were talking about uh, extreme ownership, now we want to kind of practice more of the radical candor. Right. And that's still the same. I like you. I respect you as a person, but things aren't working out. So we need to take action. We need to fix it. And here's what it looks like. You have to be as definitive in the delivery of that as you are in, in, in the delivery of the termination that I talked about in the beginning of this episode. Totally. So again, I like you. I respect you. Things aren't working out. We need to take action and fix that. Here's what it looks like. And then you're going to clearly set expectations and what improvement looks like. It could be as simple as like, man, you're constantly showing up five or 10 minutes after everyone's already started. That doesn't happen a lot today, but if we're going like as binary and as simple as it could be, like if we're talking about like, you're late, you're late all the time. Maybe it's just, you're late to the meetings, right? You're walking in 10 minutes late every single day and it's interruptive of everybody and it's causing friction on the team. So, or your work is late, your work or is your, late. Yeah. Value, your, your behaviors are not aligned with X or Y core right. values. And for us, or, we're tying or, all of these back to core values. 100%. So, Thank you for that underscore. Yeah, all of these are tied back to a core value. So, this is the core value you're violating consistently. These are the actions and how you're violating that. This is how it needs to change. So, that's the plan. Like, this is what success looks like in order for us to get aligned and, and, and for us to get back on a growth trajectory, these need to be replaced with these. So it's very specific. Like if it is, let's say it's as simple as just being late, like Jeff, man, like you're constantly late. And for us, one of our core values is never let your team down. That's a real core value here. Never let your team down. So by showing up late, you're letting your team down because they can't get started in certain circumstances until you're here. They're waiting on you. Deadlines are being missed. They're having to do redo your work or never let your team down. Everyone else has started. You're showing up and being like, hey, what I miss? And it's happening a right. lot and they're having to stop what they're doing to, to inform you that self. You're letting your team down. That is the core value violation. Here's how it's showing up. Here's what I need to see from you. I need to see you walking in five minutes early every day. Not only do I need to see that for me, I need to see that for the trust broken with your team. Right. So, and to clarify for those listening, never letting your team down is an actual core value verbatim of Richard's yes. company. Just because that that was such common language that I'm I'm not sure people caught the nuance of what you were saying. Yeah. You were using that as that example in case people didn't quite follow that. But the power of that is having really clear core values that you can call back to, you can draw from, and you can coach to. Because again, we hire, we coach, and we fire to our core values. Yep. Absolutely. That, if, if there's nothing you take away from this this episode, hopefully that's the nugget you take away because it's critical. Yeah. That's how you maintain a great culture. So, if uh, sticking with that example, it's going to be you're going to be here five minutes or five minutes before you're supposed to be. And, and honestly, if this was me, I'm like, man, you're going to be here 15 minutes before you're supposed to be. You're going to come <laughs> and you're going to check in with me. And and really, if you want to go above and beyond, you're going to find a way that you can you can serve and be supportive to the team that's kind of had to pick up a little bit of your slack. And and here's the deal. Every day you're going to check in with me 15 minutes 
before the workday starts. You're gonna be in person and check in with me. And if for some reason you're running behind and what behind looks like is I'm only here five minutes ahead of time, you're gonna call me before it happens, not afterwards. So that's clear expectations. How how often, how am I changing the pattern behavior? I'm gonna be here from being here 10 minutes late, I'm gonna be here 15 minutes early. What happens when I get here? I'm gonna check in with you. So how often are we reviewing this? Daily. What happens if you're going to not meet those expectations? You're going to call me ahead of time. Not after it's already happened. And then the next thing would be like, Jeff, I got to be honest with you. Again, I'm talking to Jeff here. I got to be honest with you. And I want you to really understand what this means. We're going to enter into this process. We're going to agree to this. If at any point in time you show up to work afterwards, that is the equivalent of you resigning. That's how serious this is. Like, so... At the end of this document, when we, we lay out this plan, there's a couple of options. Option number one, you agree and you sign it. And you, we're in it together. And I'm taking a responsibility of, of being there to check in, to figure out how I can support you. And you're taking responsibility of doing the hard work to change the patterns. Option number two is, I just can't sign this. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't be here at that time and here's why. Maybe we should be having a different conversation. Maybe we don't get to a performance improvement plan. Maybe it goes into either you can't sign it, so you're not a strong culture fit, or there are things at play that just don't allow you to do it, but it doesn't change the need of the company for it to happen. So we could look at is if they are a culture fit and, and they just can't fill this role, we could say, it, are there other roles that, that mm-hmm. would be more conducive to this? right? Them a position. If they accept that position, we can move forward, but they can't have this position. Right. If it's not a because culture of fit. The reason yeah. And if it's not a culture fit, then there isn't an offer another position. Like, so if they say, I just can't sign that, I can't be here at, at time. And there's not another role in the company that has a flex shift that offers them to be in at a time when they can, I can't budge and say, well, I guess it's okay to, for you to let your team down. Not anybody else, but you right. can, and, and not only can right. you do it, you can do it consistently. I have to exit totally. them from the company. You have to understand, like, if you don't sign this and you don't commit to, to changing, then you can't work here anymore. Not because I don't right. think you're a good person or I don't like you, because this is what the seat requires. Now, most totally. of the time, people are going to, to, to sign this, most of the time. And if they sign it, we're going to follow through. Like, they understand what success looks like. And, and I was very intentional about saying, if at any time you don't, there's, there's activity metrics and then there's results. If someone is on a plan for alignment and growth or a, a performance improvement plan, and they don't meet the activity metrics, the things that we've identified that they need to do in order to achieve the desired end result, that is the equivalent of them resigning. And for me, we have a conversation. Hey, Jeff, man, I, I'm really bummed. I didn't want to, I, I didn't think I was going to have to have this conversation, but shouldn't come as a surprise to you like today's your last day at the company. Hence, going back to yeah. how we started. He can't be surprised. Right? He signed it. Right. If at any right. time you walk in late, during especially during this performance improvement plan, you don't call me ahead of time. But really, even if you call me ahead of time and you're late, like that's it. You're you're effectively resigning. Right. right. Those words are intentional so now, and they're true. I didn't fire you. You resigned. Totally. You said you were going to do totally. something every day for 30 days. You made it two days. And I'll <laughs> say like, I need you to understand if you walk in here five minutes late, I'm going to fire you. 
I don't want to do that. So if you do not believe that you can do it and change it, like let's have a different conversation, but don't sign this and think that it's going to blow over next week. I'm going to have to fire. I'm not going to want to do that, but that's what I'm going to do. That's how it becomes not a surprise. No surprise. That's how it becomes like a, that's all you need or those few words. That's also right. how we go back and anchor to not only clarity of role and goal and, and, and what success looks like, but that's, that's how people understand that the core values of our company are important. Yeah, totally. Okay, and let me break down a couple of things. So kind of recapping a few things. One, when we are creating the plan for alignment and growth, it's the spirit of we believe in you, we know you can do it, not this is just a foregone conclusion, you're gonna be fired. A lot of people receive it that way and they just see it, I'm going to start looking for a job. It's our job as leaders to help them see the clarity, help them see and feel the belief we have in them. Then you made a point really quickly, which I think is important. We also clarify in these plans where we as leaders will show up, mm-hmm. how we will provide support versus making someone feel left high and dry. Then also, you know, this example he was giving about, you know, punctuality, hopefully you didn't get lost in the weeds. It's not about you must be here at eight o'clock no sure. matter what. If, if that is the case, you're teaching the bigger principle around there are different behaviors that are happening that you're not aligned to X core value or Y core value. That's the point of all of this. It's not about micromanagement. It's not about being an idiot. It's about being true to our integrity of what we said we would do and how we show up as leaders to be congruent with our culture. The other thing that I would share is a little caveat. You mentioned if someone may not be a fit for this role, but they are a culture fit, to put them in another role. Mm-hmm. I would just say, be very careful. Mm-hmm. Be very careful if that happens, because very often when somebody isn't performing in a current role, but they're quote unquote a culture fit, we have a tendency to seduce our minds to think, oh, they'll be better there. Now, sometimes that can happen. I'm not saying don't do it, but I believe for someone to really do well in another role, they have to show some level of measure of performance in their current role. Otherwise, you you kick the can down the sure. road over and over. Not the person, the can, but the actual situation. And that can be a bit damaging. So the other thing about culture fit, sometimes people say, oh, they're such a great culture fit. And then I like to ask the question. Define it. So they're, yeah, exactly. So they're doing what they say they'll do. They're hitting their numbers. They're, oh no, they're just really fun to work with and they're great. That's not a culture fit. Don't separate That'd be a great friend, performance maybe. from culture. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. So that's another another misstep that I've made multiple times that I've realized, you be careful of my language and define what culture yeah. fit means and what it doesn't mean. We've, so, we've had a lot stuff. of success with moving people into other roles when they are quote unquote culture fit. And for us, it does like we have our core values and culture fit means like they embody those core values. And look, sometimes you try mm-hmm. really hard and the effort is there. Attitude, effort, effectiveness. If they had a great yeah. attitude, they put forth a great effort. They just couldn't do it but they are a valuable team member and there is a lateral position to move them in, then the attitude and the effort are what qualify them to be a culture fit. Well, said. if you have a really terrible attitude and you're not getting the result, or you put forth a really piss poor effort and you're not getting the result, you're not a culture fit. You don't qualify. You qualify for one role and it just isn't in my company. Yeah. So right. I'll, I'll read to you at the end. So the, 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 I want you to understand how clear the commitment is at the end of this meeting when we put someone on a plan for alignment and growth. We walk through it. It's very clear. Here's, you know, here's what happened. Here's why that's, a, that's, that's dangerous. Here's what needs to happen. 
here's when we're going to check in. It may be daily, Monday through Friday. We're going to have a 15-minute check-in at this time every morning. We're going to then do a weekly review. So that's going to be the activity. We're going to have a weekly check-in on Friday at noon. We're just going to make sure you're showing up. Are there other ways that you're letting your team down? Right? Maybe we fixed this one, but it's a core value violation that was manifesting in this way. If the core value violation is still there, but you're just not late anymore, we need to still attack the problem. So we're going to review that in a more like lagging indicator versus activity leading indicator. And, and then here's something else that you're going to do right by this date. And we're going to make sure that's on track. So we clearly label all of those things. And then it says, this plan for alignment and growth is effective immediately. You can commit to make regular progress on the plan outlined above to maintain performance after completing the plan. Failure to commit to meet the above expectations, including after the completion of the plan or the occurrence of additional performance or core value gaps will result in further action. We believe in you and we want you to succeed. We want you to know that we want to know that you desire to make the changes necessary to succeed at the company. Please initial one of the two options below to make your choice. Here's option number one. I choose to commit to the this improvement plan and align with performance and core value expectations. I accept the term of this plan for alignment and growth. I understand that my failure to meet the standards and expectations outlined in this plan will result in further actions up to and including immediate termination. That's option number one. They have to initial that. Option number two is I choose to resign, which is effective immediately. There are no other options. I'm not firing them. Right. They're signing it and we're we're growing together or they're resigning. And yeah. well, that's it. That, yeah. I mean, that's how that's why we can say, unfortunately, the decision has been made today is your last day at the company. Yep. Now the backstory makes sense. Yeah. Right. Now it's like, oh. So I'll tell you, there are two types of people. There are people that will receive an alignment plan like this and will look you square in the eyes and say, screw that. That is not who I am. And I'll show you. I, I Now that it's this clear, I didn't realize it was as clear as what I, I've got this. Screw that meaning I'm going to rise this. to that challenge, not screw that Correct. meaning screw Correct. you. That's why I was okay. going to say the other one. Then the other <laughs> side is screw that. I'm out yeah. because you clearly don't believe in me. Otherwise, you wouldn't go through this whole dog and pony show mm-hmm. to go through it and they see it as a thing of oh you're just you just you don't believe in me and you already want me fired and you're just doing this legal legal charade so that you won't get fired you won't get sued and blah 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 blah. but it's very interesting to see the different personalities and how they receive it it's also incumbent upon us as leaders to present it in That's, such a way to where people do feel was, the I'm belief glad you in said them. that right they've got to feel our total belief and the clarity and our ownership in this versus just leaving people high and dry. So that's critical. Definitely. I, and I've seen it happen. I've seen both mm-hmm. happen. And I've seen people just look at an alignment plan and say, watch me. I got th-, and just shine. And later, years and years later, we just look back and go, well, how do you remember that? And we just kind of laugh. And now they're leading people and they're growing here and oh, doing that. It's awesome. There are, it works really, really well. There is a time, and, and it's not now. So if you're listening to this pod, podcast episode, you work for me. But I'm not talking about anybody now. But there was a time where <laughs> three, of the members of of our leadership team, of our executive team, had been on at least one plan for alignment and growth before they were on the leadership team. Right. And a couple that had been on it since. Hmm. It is truly a plan for alignment and growth. It is truly an investment in the relationship. I'm fighting for this relationship. 
Like if it were, I think if it's a marriage, right? It's not like in, employment is not likened to a marriage or blood relation, right? But if it were, if your partner came to you and was like, I'm leaving, you're like, fine, get out. I wouldn't like you anyway. That's not how you would respond. Totally. You would fight for that relationship. How do you show up? You show up in a position of, I want this for you. I see it in you. I need you to understand how how important it is that this change for the company and for our relationship together, but make no mistakes about it. There's only one option I want you to choose because you may not see it in yourself, but I see it in you. If you show up from that position, they'll feel it. And you have to give people the you have to give people time to deal with this cuz you are saying you're not enough. The way that you're right. showing up right now is not enough. And I'll tell you, if no one's ever told you that, boy, it sucks to hear, even if it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been weighed. You've been measured. You've been found lacking. Want to go to lunch? I know Joke right. was put on a performance improvement plan and then taken to lunch by the person who put me on it. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But you know what? I was better for it. And I was the person that was like, at first was like, how dare you? I'm hurt. I'm this. And then I was, you're right. And then I was like, and then I was on fire. Yep. So. I'm a champion. Yeah. How are you going to rise to the occasion? Right. I love it. So to conclude, this was a pretty tactical one. We got really in the weeds purposely. And, And because these can be nuanced, difficult conversations. And just like you said, starting it can be rough. Knowing how to end it can be rough. Mm-hmm. And all the in-between work when we get clear and when we really align in a way to help people really become who they can become versus treating them who they are today. And these conversations don't have to be that difficult. They don't have to be any, there doesn't have to be any ounce of surprise. We can be crystal clear along the way so that we, when, as we follow this process, we have the human dignity all around all of this. We don't have coldness. We don't have selfishness we don't have uh, avoidance we really push through it why because we truly care about people yeah and as we care for them and lead them that way these conversations Mm -hmm. can actually be life-changing here here's the great thing about leadership it may be an awkward conversation for you but if you consistently have it one it won't be awkward as much as it'll be powerful but what it will be for the person who's received it if you're consistent in it and delivering it to them and anyone else on the team, it'll be the only way they know to do it. It will not be awkward. Mm. It will be the way that it's done. The best way to ensure that the next class of leaders in your company is strong is to lead them well. And the things that are awkward to you are just the way it's done to them. Well said. Well said. It's awesome. I love it. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. As always, we invite you to take action. What can you tweak? What can you change? What can you implement versus, oh, that was nice and moving on. Write something, take action. Let us know the action you take. We want to hear from you. So thank you to for, for all of you listening, learning how to become a better leader, learning how each of us can d- determine what do I need to be do, what do I need to do each day to be ready to lead. That's that's our goal each and every day. So thank you, Richard. Thank you. I appreciate you. you. You're the man. Love learning with you and love learning from you. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, 
be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.